which Oklahoma Sooners are we sleeping on for the 2023 season? Andy Bass and Eli Bowen commit. And we got more David Stone predictions on tonight's episode of Locked On Sooner. You are Locked On Sooners, your daily podcast on the Oklahoma Sooners. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What's up, Sooner Nation? Welcome to Locked On Sooners, and thank you for making Locked On Sooners your first listen every single day. Today's episode is brought to you by Game Time. Download the Game Time app, create an account, and use code Locked On College for twenty dollars off your first picture purchase over at Game Time. My name is John Williams. You can follow me on Twitter at John Nine Williams. My buddy here is Josh Helmer. You can follow him on Twitter at Josh on Ref. You can also hear him Monday through Friday from nine to noon on the KREF Sports app. And before we get into all the recruiting nuggets, let's focus a little bit on the 2023 college football season, which now is eight days away. If you're watching this on Friday when we release, we're eight days from Arkansas State, the Red Wolves coming to Norman. Josh, who is a player that maybe we're not talking enough about sleeping on a little bit as we head into the 2023 season? Well, I think we already had our Marcus Major discussion in the backfield, so I'll table his name, though. That probably would be a, a good choice and a popular selection for some out yeah. there because it's been sort of chalked up Javante Barnes, Gavin Sachuk in the backfield, and may, maybe not necessarily the case. But I'll go a little bit, I think, off the beaten path for, for a lot of uh, Oklahoma fans. And I don't even know if my heart is totally in this prediction yet, but just just follow the logic a little bit. Oklahoma doesn't have a ton of tight end depth right now. And they don't have a ton of tight end depth because Jason Llewellyn and because Caden Helms uh, have been dinged up and hurt throughout the spring into the fall. And are they back? Maybe. Does this open the door for a transfer that nobody really was, was uh, throwing a big parade or celebration for in one Blake Smith from uh, Texas A&M? Maybe so. Like I said, I'm, talking myself into it a little bit, 6'4", 252. I know that sort of he comes to Oklahoma with this narrative attached to him that, okay, here's this blocking tight end for Oklahoma that, oh, by the way, has two grabs for one yard throughout his career. And yet just based on the fact that Oklahoma beyond Stogner might need help at tight end, I think there's a chance that Blake Smith, I'm not saying goes out and has 25 receptions and 350 yards and multiple touchdowns, but here and there, John comes in to spell Stogner and surprises us a little bit. Well, he's just the guy to have one of those days where he gets like three catches for 40 yards and a touchdown because nobody's thinking of him as a receiving tight end. That's like the perfect gamesmanship right there. You bring in a guy, that's got you know two catches for one yard. You're throwing them out there in 12 personnel, 13, 23 personnel, where you're using multiple tight ends. You're focusing on Stogner. You're focusing on the running backs, the wide receivers. And then all of a sudden, Blake Smith you know, sneaks down the, the seam and picks up a 20-yard gainer because nobody's paying attention to him. 
That's the perfect sleeper choice right there, Josh. No, I think he's going to be an important factor early in the season, especially as you get Jason Llewellyn, Caden Helms up to speed. You're going to need him. And Jeff Levy wants to run the football and they want to run out of multiple formations. And that means having a second tight end that can block, that can do what you need him to do in the running game. Even when you want to spell Austin Stogner for a series and you're like, nope, this is our running series or late in games when you're trying to close out a win and you want your best blocking tight end out on the field, that might be Blake Smith in certain situations. So I think that's a really, really good pick. Sticking with the blocking situation, let's go with Andrew Rame. I think a lot of people have tried to talk themselves into this idea that Andrew Rame is not a very good center. He is a good center. Has he shown himself to be like Creed Humphrey yet? No, not necessarily. Some of that's due to injuries, similar to like a Marcus Major, but he's been so steady when he's been in the game that you kind of know what you're going to get. The question is, what happens if he takes his game to the next level? How much does that help the Oklahoma Sooners offense and really open things up for everything, the running game, the passing game, and and help settle and solidify this Oklahoma Sooners front? Because he's been good. If he can elevate to very good to great, I think that really changes everything on the offensive line. People, I know we've kind of gotten past this, but there was a time in the offseason where it felt like Everybody was trying to replace Andrew Rain at center. No, you've got to play a guy that's got as much experience as he has when you're trying to bounce back and go win a Big 12 title in your last year in the league. Josh Bates might be that next star guy of the future, but I do think that's the future. I don't think that's the here and now. And I'm with you. Here's Rain that, you know, we're just a year, a couple years removed from kind of being on everybody's hey look out this is a first round draft type this is a second round you know third round top three rounds type draft pick and maybe again as high as a first round selection for Andrew Rame so yeah if he elevates then all of a sudden Oklahoma that interior of the offensive line can get back to the type of Bill Bedenbow offensive lines that uh, every Oklahoma fan wants to see I would toss another name into that that group uh, as well up front and that's McCade Mattire that the story has kind of been written that this guy isn't, isn't going to cut it. It's not up to par for a place like OU. And again, this is uh, in the pantheon of Marcus major where we had the conversation recently, but I mean, that would be another player offensively for me that I think fans, I, I hope, right. I mean, if things go well for OU, that would be another name that, okay, maybe we overlooked that McCade Mattier can in fact improve. Yeah. And and kind of finally on the offensive side, I think there's a group of wide receivers maybe that we're just not hearing a whole lot about from fall camp. You can throw, you know, JJ Hester, LV Bunkley, Shelton, uh, DJ Graham into that mix where, okay, these aren't necessarily the buzziest names, but that's just because maybe we're not getting the right questions asked about certain players and, and you're not hearing the coaching staff talk about them a whole lot. It could be that they could be big time contributors for the Sooners this year. They're just kind of flying under the radar right now because there's so much excitement about other guys at the position. You know, the Gavin Freeman's, the Jaquays Petaway, the Andrew Anthony, Jaden Gibson, Nick Anderson, which rightfully so, there's excitement about those guys. But it, it could also be, you know, as we're looking at, hey, we're excited about Peyton Bowen. There could also be the, you know, the Peyton Bowen, Key Lawrence, Reggie Pearson, Key Lawrence factor happening at wide receiver where it's, okay, we're really excited about these four stars that are starting to come into their own. But what about some of these other guys that might be under the radar as well? No, that's a, that's a good point. Shifting to the defensive side of the football. And that's, I think all of those names are wide receiver, by the way, again, uh, that, that 
is totally right. Yeah, I think that probably one of those names before it's all said and done, we'll look back and say, why were we not more excited about one of these guys? But defensively for me, uh, again, I, I just go back to the interior of the defensive line. And I think it's, I think it's Isaiah Coe who, yeah, you went and you got some guys out of the portal. You moved Jonah Laulu inside. And I still think Isaiah Coe might finish as the best guy that they've got in the defensive interior this season, John. I'm not saying that Grayson Halton or Gilliam or, uh, you know, other names that are there that you got from the portal can't also contribute or in the future be maybe even a better player than Coe. But I just think that you got somebody that's, you know what you're going to get, right? And that can't be forgotten. You can't sleep on that. No, not at all. And you've got some really solid players at defensive tackle that you're going to rotate with. One other guy along the defensive line that I know that I kind of am sleeping on him a little bit and maybe even pushing him to the side a little bit. And that's Reggie Grimes. Reggie Grimes had a really strong start to the season for the Oklahoma Sooners had four sacks in their first three or four games. Uh, And then like a lot of the defense struggled in big 12 play, especially along the defensive line where they were struggling to get much of a pass rush. Hey man, for a lot of I just Hey man, you sorry about that. But for a lot of these guys, it was their first year starting in as you know, they were starting in general guys like Reggie Grimes and Ethan Downs and Danny Stutzman is their first year as starters in a new system, playing a lot of snaps with not very much depth. And it's possible these guys got overexposed a little bit. And that, you know, that just happens when you have no depth. So it's possible that Reggie Grimes could be a very, he could start. I mean, I don't think anything's solidified just yet, or he's going to be a really, really nice rotational piece at defensive end for the Oklahoma Sooners. We got a couple commits to talk about tonight, Josh, two of them actually, and create it's crazy i love it it's awesome recruiting never stops it always goes on first let's talk about something that's always happening too there's always a time to use game time if you're looking for tickets and you're just man tired of trying to figure out where to look who to go through which broker to try try game time it is a very usable very easy app to use where you can go and you can find the exact event that you're looking for all the prices for every ticket you can there's they've even got a stadium map that you can zoom in on on your phone i was looking at it uh, just a little bit ago i was was looking at you know oklahoma versus arkansas state you can get tickets as low as 11 dollars all the way up to lower level seats up in the 90s so like there's some really good options for you if you want to go to opening day in norman and to see that game fantastic resource for you if you're just tired of trying to figure out where to find tickets i know in in the past when i've been trying to figure out okay where's the best place to sit uh what's the best price there were there weren't things like this all the time but game time makes it stress-free so that you can enjoy your game experience with flash deals last minute tickets easy to find and buy tickets for every kind of event in your area forget planning months in advance game time has deals on tickets right up to the day of the event you can get images of your seat before you buy so you know exactly what to expect when you arrive Buy tickets in a matter of seconds, two taps, and you're set. Tickets are sent directly to your phone, so you never have to dig through your email. So go to Game Time, download the app, create an account, and use code Locked On College for twenty dollars off your first purchase. Terms apply. Again, create an account and redeem Locked On College for twenty dollars off. Download Game Time today. Last minute tickets, lower price guaranteed. So, Josh, we got a couple of commitments to talk about, and let's just take these in chronological order on Thursday, which was very fruitful for the Oklahoma Sooners. Let's talk Andy Bass. 
And again, all recruiting segments here on the Locked On Network are brought to you by LinkedIn. These days, every potential hire can feel like a high stakes wager for your small business. That's why LinkedIn Jobs helps find the right people for your team faster and for free. Post your job for free at linkedin.com slash locked on college. Terms and conditions apply. Andy Bass, three-star commitment out of Heritage Hall in Oklahoma. What are your thoughts? Well, first off, again, love getting in-stay guys. Love the commitment that this staff has to recruiting the state of Oklahoma. And then if we're talking Andy Bass, how can you not start with just the speed? Sub 4-4, legitimate sub 4-4 guy. Uh, track star speed. Chose uh, Oklahoma over offers from Syracuse, from Kansas State. But somebody that you know has played all over, plays quarterback, in high school, but uh, is certainly familiar with having the football in his hands. So I think you start there, the speed and someone that likes having the rock in his hands. Incredible athlete, a, a guy that's going to be a fan favorite for the Sooners, much like a, you know, who, who are some of the kind of the under the radar guys and Sooners lore that just really showed up. Maybe like a Quentin Griffin type, you know, somebody who's a, a diminutive running back, but he's got decent size at 200 pounds, even though he's you know 5'11". He's going to be built to withstand the, the toll of being a running back at the University of Oklahoma and going into the SEC. But an incredible athlete. You love to get the in-state guy, obviously, but you just want to add good football players to your roster. Again, this is one somebody that Kansas State was after, and we know Chris Kleiman's a good coach, a good talent evaluator. If you can get one that Kansas State wants, all power to you. That's a good get for you. Andy Bass going to be a Sooner. When, uh, so I asked him a few questions for Sooners Wire when we were getting ready to uh, you know, write about uh, his recruitment, his commitment. And you know, what was interesting to me is what he kind of said about how Jeff Levy plans to use him. And he said, I would be in the running back room with Coach Murray, but I would also split out wide quite a bit to get me in space or in one-on-one situations. Coach Lebby even mentioned that I would be playing some quarterback inside the goal line. The diversity of my role on the team is something I am super excited about. Uh, he also goes on to say, I love how much the ball is shared between every position in so many unique ways it, of Jeff Lebby's offense. It's such an explosive offense, so I believe my unique skill set will allow me to thrive in every aspect. I mean, this is not going to be just a running back, not going to be just a wide receiver. Just call him an offensive weapon. They're going to figure out a lot of ways for him to get the ball in his hands. And I kind of joked about it a little bit over on the Lockdown Center's Twitter account about using him as a belldozer type, you know, player in, in the Wildcat and just running those kind of packages. It would not surprise me to see that. I mean, if Jeff Levy's talking to Andy Bass about being used as a shotgun, you know, as a running quarterback inside the, you know, the red zone, inside the green zone, it would not surprise me to see that take place down the, lo- down the road. Well, and the gadgety stuff that you can do with somebody like Andy Bass, who plays quarterback. I mean, he's familiar with throwing the football. It's not going to be uncomfortable, right? I mean, whether or not he's uh, you're running a, a bass dozer or any sort of wildcat package. I mean, even if you just have him like the extra back in the backfield, all of a sudden you hand the football off and he's comfortable throwing it. That's, that's a nice little weapon to add to the equation. But again, I just come back uh, full circle to the speed. This is a, a bona fide athlete. Don't get hung up in the rankings aspect here. Oklahoma thinks that they're going to use him as a running back. They think that they can use him as a wide receiver. Again, they can move him into the backfield as a cornerback in bits and pieces if they want to. So there's a lot of different things that OU feels like 
he can bring to the table. Speaking of another incredible athlete, the Oklahoma Sooners get a commitment from three-star cornerback out of Denton Geyer in Texas, Eli Bowen. Uh, he was the 37th ranked quarterback, or sorry, cornerback in the 2024 class, according to the 247 Sports Composite. Please go watch his huddle highlights. The dude is an incredible playmaker, whether he's playing cornerback or safety or returning punts. He just makes plays. And you got to have as many guys that just go out there and make plays as you possibly can at the highest level of Texas high school football. The dude made a lot of plays. Yeah. And you know, I'm reading here that from Colin Kennedy of Sooners illustrated that, you know, obviously this recruitment came down to Oklahoma and Texas, John, and a lot of people would sort of make the conclusion, (laughs) which is an obvious one to make that, Hey, he's following big bro to uh, Oklahoma. And I, you know, obviously there's, something to that but don't forget that his uh his childhood best friend Jaden Hardy is a 2024 Oklahoma commit so there were a lot of ties that uh, ultimately for Oklahoma were pulling Eli Bowen to OU instead of Texas and the fact that obviously you win a recruitment over Texas is always going to feel good in a blue chip guy over Texas yeah depending on where you look he's he does have the four-star uh, rating. I think it's over at rivals maybe, but just an incredible athlete. Again, you can get hung up on the five, nine, the one sixty-five, coming in a little light uh, to Norman, whenever he does sign eventually. But again, just go watch what he's able to do on the football field. And you'll, you'll not worry about the size one bit. The way I said it unlocked on Sooners Twitter account, the dude fights above his weight class. And if you're not familiar with the phrasing, this is when a guy that weighs 170 pounds, goes up and fights against guys that are weighing 185 pounds or 205 pounds. They're fighting bigger than who they are because they've got the toughness. They've got the mentality. They've got the athleticism, the explosiveness to go do that. And that's just what Eli Bowen has. He may not be the biggest guy on the football field, but he's going to play like he's the biggest guy on the football field. And there's something to be said for that mentality, right? It's not about the, the size of the dog in the fight. It's about the size of the fight in the dog. Well, Eli Bowen's got a lot of fight in him and he's got some incredible playmaking ability and athleticism to go along with it. Get him just back there on punt returns alone. Make him your punt return specialist and it's going to be electric, 100%. Well, of course, there's one final name that we have to touch on and uh, it's the big one coming up this weekend. First though, let me tell you, football season is here, baby, and you want to get Signed up right now with FanDuel Sportsbook, fanduel.com backslash locked on. Football season. Again, it's here. It's kicking off. FanDuel's giving you the chance to win all season long. Why is that? Well, that's because right now, when you bet on a Super Bowl winner, you can get bonus bets back every single time they win in the regular season. So just pick any team. Say you're John Williams, for example, and you pick the Dallas Cowboys to finally win another Super Bowl. Well, we think, right, that Dak and company, even if they're not winning a Super Bowl, they're going to get you some regular season wins to get you again that bonus money baby with every single Dallas Cowboys victory in that scenario. You don't have to roll with Dallas, ladies and gentlemen. And you can use your bonus bets on spreads, player props, over-unders, and so much more. So visit FanDuel.com slash locked on. Start earning bonus bets with America's number one sports book. That's FanDuel.com slash locked on. Well, well, well. It is David Stone season, and are we starting to feel pretty good? 
I'm going to up my confidence level from 60%, which I said earlier this week to 75%. It's, it's looking more and more likely. We talked about the 247 sports crystal ball flip from Justin Thin of uh, Spartans tailgate. And now we've got a couple national riders over at rivals that have issued future casts for David stone to Oklahoma. And that's one Adam Gorney and one Clint Cosgrove, Clint Cosgrove of Williams, Nguyenary fame. Um, you know, the, the ever, uh, em, embattled Clint Cosgrove, I'll say, but he got that one, right. I mean, he got the Williams and everything, right. So we're going to give him credit where credit is due. And we're going to maybe put a little stock in the fact that he got that one. So maybe he'll get this one too. But again, David Stone is one of those cats that until he commits and until he signs, I won't feel comfortable because you don't find dudes like him growing on trees. And so everybody's going to continue to recruit him up until the day his signature page is faxed in to the NCAA. Well, a couple of uh, national recruiting guys right there in Adam Gorney and Clint Cosgrove for rivals. So, you know, obviously, you know, two, three little predictions in here late. The, the momentum is positive and this was not happening late in the Winery recruitment. So we've got still time, right? I mean, this is a, a five-star recruitment and things can get funky in a hurry, but you know, where we sit right now, just about 48 hours or a little bit less than that, or, you know, starting to approach that one day out moment for David Stone it feels like it's going to be Oklahoma and it's kind of always been Oklahoma all the way along. We think, right. And maybe Miami made a good push at it. And before that Michigan state made a good push at it. I'm after riding the emotional roller coaster, John, I think I'm, I'm back in, they have pulled me back in via these uh, predictions. I think David stone is going to announce for Oklahoma and obviously what that would mean for this class with Jaden Jackson, with Gilmore, with, uh, you know, what we hope is Nigel Smith down the pipeline as well for OU. If that happens, then all of a sudden David Stone picking Oklahoma, this class becomes not totally everything that Oklahoma fans wanted. Sure, you would have loved to have Winery, and you don't quit on that idea, right? You work, try to work for the flip. You would have loved to have had Wesco, even though you've had a landslide of wide receivers, both in this class and in the next class and out of the transfer portal that Emmett Jones has gotten busy on uh, landing. But okay, so there's a couple of names out there that, sure, you would have liked, but it's always this class been about David Stone's link to Oklahoma and Oklahoma's class would be defined by, okay, did they pay the link off? No pun intended. And it sounds positive for OU. Yeah. So far, so good. You've got a, uh, you know, just a, a day out. My birthday is on Sunday. So David Stone, this would be a fantastic birthday present uh, to myself and all the other August 27, 26 birthdays. So David Stone is going to be committing late Saturday night, uh, I believe at halftime of his uh, first game of the season at IMG Academy. So that's going to be a fascinating commitment party to watch. Uh, look forward to seeing how that plays out. We'll have it covered here on Locked On Sooners. Subscribe to the show wherever you get your podcasts. We're free and available on all podcast platforms and on YouTube. Hit that notification bell to let you know when new episodes drop. Drop a like as well. And hey, if you got time, go rate us with a five-star review over at Apple. We'd love to get that feedback as well. And it also helps other people find out about the show. Until next time, he's Josh Helmer. I'm John Williams. We'll talk to you then. Boomer Sooners.